0: Hello and welcome to the Game Chat Podcast, the number one most nervous podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Grody, with your other two hosts. Hi, I'm Nathan
1: Dove. And I'm uh, Big Man uh, Barry. All right. Yeah. 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 yeah that's that's yeah.
0: totally where we were going with this. hundred yeah, percent. So, so today on the Game Chat Podcast, a little special little thing. Uh, Austin here, uh, okay, you might not know this about us, but we are all... League of Legends players. I am getting into it. Uh, Nathan and Austin have been longtime players of League of Legends. Mm -hmm, Isn't that right? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, But Austin and Nathan, they know a bit about lore. And, you know, I myself do not know anything about League of Legends lore besides Arcane. Uh, That's about it. And that's probably, like, scratching the surface about everything. So... Austin is going to be here and explain to us some League of Legends with lore today in the Game Chat Podcast.
1: Oh, God. Would you, would you like to get
0: started here, Austin? On, I don't on know. Do tangent? I
1: start with your questions or the 10-page brief master doc? Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, Austin. First Austin's- off, do you have any questions? Okay. Well,
2: just to clarify real
1: quick, yeah. before
2: Brian can interject some questions here, mm-hmm. for those of you who aren't familiar, Arcane is a Netflix show. Based off of League of Legends lore, and it was
0: very popular when it was released. You might have heard the the very popular song from that from that show, "Enemy" by Imagine Dragons. Very popular song that that pop out after that after that show. It, it do be a banger. It do be a banger. It we were be... we were listening to it in the car a little bit no, ago. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We were listening to the one without the rapper in it, but you know, we were listening to the song. Pretty good. Uh, no. Decent. Back to those questions. Yeah. So. Okay, my my first thing, this is just a basic question. If you were going to try to get into the lore, Austin, like, say you were me, I you only watch like Arcane or something like that, yeah. how would you base yourself getting into the lore? How would you take that first big step into the lore? Well,
1: by watching Arcane, you already took that first step. Okay. Because, as I mentioned in this Master Doc, it doesn't matter where you start... There is 150 plus champions with their own unique lore based mm. off the main storyline. Yeah. Okay. So there's no wrong place to start because you could pretty much start anywhere. They're yeah. written in a way where no matter what story you read, all the information you need to understand, uh, it is somehow put in there. For example, if you're interested in like the Ionian aspect, you can read about any champion from Ionia.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And
1: they all like their main, uh, like the main plot points in Ionia somehow ties to them. All right, and that's... you get a different perspective with going through.
0: Yeah, uh, I I yeah. have one question for Nathan. I this is this is kind of odd. I, I I know Austin knows a lot about the lore. How much do you know about the lore, Nathan? On the, well, because I I mean uh, you're here with me. I know I, I know a
2: lot less than Austin does, but yeah. I know quite a bit, obviously, about arcane. Mm-hmm. Uh that's a very good question. Huh. I know quite a bit about Noxus because the character I play can, most. Can you in... give me?
0: Can you give me a, a reminder who is Noxus again from League of Legends? I can't remember. Noxus
2: is a region in League of Legends, uh, controlled by what you can only say would be. I mean, would you say he's a dictator, Austin Swain?
1: Uh, yeah, she, Swain's kind of like their uh, he's big, a head honcho. Yeah. Um.
2: He controls the whole of Noxus. They are a very conquer-heavy region. They take over other areas, as they've shown several times in cinematics for the game. Uh, you've got many characters from that region, like the one I play most, Samira. She's a bounty hunter. You've got Darius. He is a general who works for Noxus.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Who else have you got from Noxus, Austin?
0: There's a lot. Swain. Ooh, um,
2: good one. Sion. Sion, yep. He is a interesting character, because he is an
0: undead, which mm-hmm. is really weird. Okay, that's, uh, that's very interesting, actually. Alright, so, I, I guess, Austin, where did you learn all your information about League of Legends lore? I'm guessing, you know, I'm guessing so you found some kind of page.
1: There is a League of Legends wiki that has uh, pretty much all the lore, and it is updated constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, by League itself. There is also a book, which I am, uh, hoping to buy, which has like the timeline of the story and a little bit more in depth on that, that you can get at any of your local bookstores. Yeah. And one really good YouTube page, uh, called the Neekrit is he's really good at explaining the lore, mm-hmm. but he gets all this stuff from the book and the wiki page itself. Okay. And cinematics too. But that's oh, just yeah. if you're. I, I forget that League of Legends
0: cinematics are a thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: If you look back in what was it, 2010, I think Lee was released, correct? Yes. They came out with cinematics pretty early on. Animation wasn't the greatest, but comparing them now to then, you can see that it's improved greatly. They've got oh, great definitely. sound design, animation. I mean. Mm-hmm. You can tell. They put I mean, when
0: thing. I... when I Okay, so when I look at older, like, clips of League from, like, older times, uh, and I compare it to what I see now, it's so... It's like, if you compared uh, RuneScape's graphics to le- the current League of Legends graphics, in my mind, is what I... That's what how I picture it every time I look at the older version of League. Yeah, Especially, yeah. like, I remember you... I think it was one of our friends, he sent in a... Uh, a an uh, old picture of twitch uh when he was like a just like low poly and he and wasn't like model by the way twitch is a rat with uh, a uh, yeah a cro- uh, crossbow willie rat and also low poly is like just like three-dimensional shapings just like there's no finer details he doesn't look like a like a real yeah thing. in case you didn't know that one but yeah whenever i look at that i always think okay this is very much like a before and after, and it's it's really good when you look at the before and after.
1: Most definitely, yeah, for sure. Because I think one of their videos, uh, cinematic videos, mm-hmm. has o- has uh, over half a billion views. Oh yeah, just on YouTube, and that's just one of them. Mm-hmm. It's either I'm... Warriors or uh, Awaken. I think yeah. it's Warriors
0: um i i think one thing we should talk about for the audience is um i mean we mentioned that we play League of legends so i think it's i think it's only right that we mention what lanes we usually play and what champions we usually play i think, I think oh god fun. that is a good so job. stick stick to your stick to your i guess your mains and where you usually go when you no, when i you think play. we start off with austin yeah i think because so i think we start up with is big man the support, austin.
2: after all
1: Yes, I am the support main, so pretty much support is like the big honcho, you know, usually a tank uh, could be an enchanter. They're more of the, hey, you there, you're not allowed to move, Uh, you know, lock them down so your team can go in and screw them up. Uh, I usually main uh, the Orn, uh, Bard. And I'm just now getting back into Leona. <clears throat> but those are like top three. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Yeah, do your top three, I guess. This is the yeah, but I'm for. like,
1: I've got a pretty big champion pool.
0: All right. I mean, I, I I have a very small champion pool, so I think we should go with Nathan next.
1: Oh, God. i are going to oh, okay. be here for a while.
2: Yeah, yeah I've, <laughs> got a, uh, I've got a pretty big champ pool. Um. Oh. Currently, I main a character named Samira, who is from Noxus. She's a bounty hunter, as I previously mentioned. Uh, Once Acrobat found that she was extremely agile and decided to start putting that agility to work. She is a heavy damage carry, which means if she does good early game, she can snowball through, Mm -hmm. unless you've got a very bad team. Um, Then, you know, good luck to you. Well, Uh, aside from. I guess. Yes. That a, that's a valid point. I main an ADC, which stands for Attack, Damage, Carry, which is a dual lane, which means I play with one other person, <clears throat> which would be the support, as Austin says. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from Samira, I I've dabbled a lot of other ADCs. Twitch and I'd say Twitch and Misfortune i played the most, outside of them. Twitch, as we mentioned, is a rat, and Misfortune is a stereotypical female pirate with two big guns mm, quite to literally
0: <laughs> okay austin calm down <laughs> all right it's time to calm down austin
1: <laughs> all right well then brian who who are you dabbling so, with
0: all right so i am a top laner i i so basically i solo lane the very top lane and i basically push into uh, a lot of the turrets and stuff basically my job is to really just get the first turret down and try to get as fed as i can really with gold yeah. uh i i usually i go i dabble in trundle uh which is just a giant troll with a with a club and yep. the champ i've been playing the most right now renekton which is just basically like take the the crocodile god from egypt and slap him with a with a giant blade, and that is Renekton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I I mainly been playing Renekton mainly right now. I've been enjoying a lot of them. These were suggestions from Austin when I got started into League of Legends. He was originally like, okay. Well, who do you want to play? I used to play Gwen for a long time, which is just a, a living doll with scissors, like really large Pretty scissors. Pretty much. That's like literally how I could describe her in the best way. And and he was like, well, you know. Uh, try out uh Trundle and Renekton and Aatrox. I've give. I don't think I'm gonna do Aatrox anymore, but yeah, I am also going to give a shot with Big Man Orn as well, like Austin is, but this time using him in the meta way. Austin's uh Austin's choice of Orn support is a very off-meta type thing, I believe, which right, works
1: perfectly. I've climbed to mastery seven with that.
0: It. Yeah, he has climbed to mastery seven, so it clearly works for him. So, so yeah, being, being the ADC who has to so, work with him, yeah. I will agree that sometimes the
1: off-meta pick can be very strong. That is very, and true. even when it's not, we're able to struggle through the laning phase. Mm-hmm. And once we get into team fighting, I can just set up glorious fights. Yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. and and for people that don't know who Aatrox is as well, Aatrox is basically like I guess a devil. I guess infernal. No, He's actually, 80. it what is he one of the darkened. He's a Darken. Yes, okay.
1: there are... So I could actually get into some of the lore from this if you would like. Yeah. So yeah, actually, Darkins,
0: yeah. Can you, many... can you segue into your lore now? It's se- segue could, into your lore,
1: How many Darken characters
2: are there, Austin? In, like, champions? Uh, there well, there see. is Aatrox, and I think that's it, There's right? There's Aatrox? Nope, not is that. it? Is it not just Aatrox? Varys, who's an ADC, he is a Darken hybrid mixed with two humans oh well what about kane as well kane is also a darken his weapon yeah his weapon's a darken essentially for those of you who are wondering who this kane is he is a human using a darken infused weapon that is trying to take over him
0: so and and depending on what monsters you kill or how many people you kill it depends it changes your form so, yeah, that, that I get one.
1: into a little bit of that during when I kind of do the brief synopsis of the main storyline too.
0: Also, isn't Vagar also a Darkened?
1: I he is, is not. He is a is Yordle. He,
0: he looks he like is he, a Yordle. Which
1: is a whole different
2: story. I think we'll get into after the Darkens. Okay. Yeah,
1: he's totally different. I don't really mention him at all, though. Yeah. I do mention the Yordles though.
0: Okay. So, but yeah, uh, and I don't really play Aatrox anymore because of the skill shots. Just in case yeah. anyone was curious, yeah, he is a bit of a pain. Uh well I guess um I guess with that being said I think that's all the questions I really have about getting into the lore and stuff like that mm-hmm. I, I guess do you want to get started into your to your lore your ten pages that you wrote that, <laughs> that you I... wrote for this for this
2: recording before this ten pages can I interject there are two yeah no there are two more roles we never covered
0: oh mid lane and jungler isn't that mid lane exactly. and jungler.
2: mid lane. Usually consists of mages, really high damage people who rely on mana, Assassins. which is what you need to use your abilities. Or so, yes, so
0: champions like Yon, things like that. Yon, yeah. League Legends, Eon, Morgana, Vagar, yes, or Morgana, as Brian mentioned, a... Vagar Vagar Vagar, is a uh, Morgana.
2: Um, but they're usually extremely squishy. They're considered hourglass champions most of the time because they pack a punch, but.
1: But they can get. Boy, did they break easy!
2: Yeah, glass cannon is the term for it. Yeah, yeah, glass cannon. And jungle is the rule that both Austin and I have dappered in. Jungle, yeah. you basically have to farm monsters outside of the lanes. Get your gold up. Get your so, levels up.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess before you continue on into that jungle uh, little thing, but the way to describe it. So there are three main lanes in in League of Legends. There are top lane mid lane, and bot lane. Bot lane is your bottom lane where your ADC and your support will go. Top lane is where your top laner will go, and mid lane is where your mid laner will go. Well, in the mid sections of in between both top and mid and bot and mid, there is this nice little forest, foresty area called uh, uh, the jungle, uh, jungle area. And basically that's where all the junglers would go, and they'd go out and they'd kill monsters, barons, and drakes. When it comes down to it. Uh, You can continue now, Nathan. I'm sorry to interrupt. Okay, so as he said, the monsters like
2: Barons and Drakes and Rift Heralds, those are considered objectives. They are not critical to success, but they definitely help. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the jungler's role is to help capture those objectives and also to gank lanes. And for those of you who don't know what ganking is, it is basically...
1: Haha, get cut off. Yeah, you're cutting off (laughs) the
2: enemy team, trying to get picks on them, get your team gold, essentially. Get fed. The the jungle's role is essentially to support the whole team, so it's a lot of
1: stress playing jungle sometimes. He's pretty much the jack of all trades, master of nothing.
0: Yeah, Uh, and yeah, so if you're a top laner, you don't have have to worry about the enemy top laner, you also have to worry about your jungler, and the same thing would go for mid and bot. They're kind of like the especially if you do mid the mid is part. where is where you get where it's really scary because you're the you're kind of the in between section if you're in the mid lane which means the jungler has to pass through you which makes you very much open to being ganked more than the top and you're very susceptible bot lane. to it on both yeah. sides yeah you you are more you are more likely to get ganked than the adc and bot lane mainly because or eighty the bot lane and top lane because you know the jungler has to pass through your lane to get to you to get to the opposite lane that it wants to go to should we cover the objective of the game cuz we've talked yeah, about we, the map but we haven't that is talked true.
2: about the objective
0: yeah yeah so uh i don't i don't really know how you describe the main objective okay, it. So, yeah okay yeah austin let's jump. let austin take it so yeah. pretty
1: much each lane has their enemy laner which is pretty much the same role as them and there are turrets that are like your so-called milestones, which you have to obviously destroy and advance your way through the lane to get to the enemy's base, which holds another set of turrets. Uh, it's uh, inhibitor crystal, which uh, you can destroy, which allows you to get to the enemy nexus.
0: And and also, that if you destroy an inhib, it will power up your minions. I feel like that's a yes. nice dimension as well. Yeah, you do have
1: little baby minions that
0: help you fight just to clarify basically your map is a mirror
2: you got your side yeah. of map there's a river separating it and then you have the other side of the map which is a complete mirror of your own
0: and odds uh, in in river of course in, in the jungle area in river is near the top lane is where rift herald and barons will be and down there to the bot lane there in bot lane river there will be the drakes that's where you kill drakes and where you'll hunt them down yeah. and get them for drake nice. souls I think we've talked about the game enough for uh, now we get into I, lore. I feel like I should just also mention, just a sn- little snippet about uh, Rift Heralds, obviously. Rift Heralds are useful because you can send them out and they can damage uh, enemy turret, or any turret, I guess. Mainly yeah. enemy turret, it's all dependent on who uses it. But they will destroy an enemy turret one place down and they will severely damage it, giving you an edge. Just felt like that was the nice thing to mention. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um,
2: in lore, we left off on Darkens. I checked. The three Darken characters are Varus, Atrox, and Kane. I don't think they've had any others like that. Okay. So where in the lore would we like to branch off to?
0: I
1: I can start from the beginning.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of will. I know Austin, Austin mentioned this, these Watchers when he was writing the document. Oh, yeah. And I am very curious because I... when I was looking into League of Legends the first time, the first (laughs) character that popped out in my head was this little guy named Velkoz, who is a watcher, and uh, (laughs) he's just like a floating eyeball with tentacles, and I I was very interested in what he was. So, Austin, if you don't mind, can you take this away?
1: I could. Okay. Uh, I might as well start from the beginning. So, when asked about the lore of league of legends the two most popular questions i get asked is is the lore good and i want to read it but i don't know where to start uh lore is really good you could start wherever um let's see here uh uh let's see here there's over 150 champions all with their uh, own unique stories uh there's overarching plot lines that serves as the real story above all the others, and today we will talk about exactly that it wasn't an easy task, but I managed to put together the complete uh, story of the main events that affected the Universal League. Uh, the mm-hmm. way I did was I read a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he really it. likes the lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah he,
0: he is a man of, of lore. He is a lore keeper, as some might yeah.
1: call him. The lore keeper. All right, so let's start at the very beginning, the very, very beginning. In the ages before time was even a concept, there was nothing, or at least that's what the things inside the nothing thought. You see, since the beginning of time, there was always the Watchers. They are these nightmarish, shapeless creatures that drifted in the absolute darkness of the universe. The thing is that the universe was so dark and empty, the Watchers themselves didn't even know they existed. There was nothing to see and nothing to feel. There was nothing to show them that they were actually alive. But that all changed when a tiny spark of light appeared in the empty cosmos. Suddenly, the Watchers realized they could see. Not only that they realized that they are conscious beings with sense, just like that of the spark of light that woke up the Watchers from their eternal sleep. Naturally, the Watchers were quite annoyed at the tiny spark. Up until now, everything was peaceful, quiet, but the spark was blinding them and it was ruining their slumber when they drifted closer to the uh, to inspect the light the watchers found out that the tiny spark was in fact a window into reality made by the reality dragons of twilight cosmic beings and even death itself came to be they roamed around the empty space some like aurelian soul spread light around they left little pieces of themselves behind, which created stars with the little help from the cosmic dust planets formed around these stars. The absolute majority of these newborn worlds were empty, but sometimes there was life. The one planet that we know about is Runterra. Now, Runterra was shaped by accident. The Celestials created this world with the use of the uh, world rules, runes, actually, hence the name Runterra. So the world runes are kind of like the big magical stones. Uh, but what happened, the watchers observed it from afar. It didn't take long before the celestial beings became aware of them. Uh, they knew that something was overlooking the realm and they knew it was more powerful than anything in their reality.
0: Okay, now, so I, I have a question. Sorry to interject. So, Go for it. You, you do mention that Aurelian Soul, is a, co- a cosmic dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, spread light around.
1: Basically. The dragons
0: of twilight. Yeah, dragons of twilight. They they spread light around basically leaving, you know, like they occasionally decide. So I'm guessing my question is were the watchers and the like the Dra- and the twilight dragons enemies for the for like a great period of time since they were the ones kind of spreading the
1: light around. They never around? knew they existed.
0: So they didn't know that the twilight dragons existed. It's
1: kind of like the big bang the big bang theory. Yeah. Like the watchers were in the nothingness of the universe. They did mm-hmm. not know and then suddenly... A light, like the a light light spark of light spark. appeared. Yes. And then
0: they, when they eventually drifted closer, then they found out about the Twilight Dragon. Yeah, don't take this
1: information for granted. Technically, it should be considered a theory, but mm-hmm. it's believed that the Celestials created Runeterra to host an army of powerful beings that would defend reality against the Watchers.
0: Hmm,
1: interesting. It wasn't never directly no, confirmed.
0: So I guess that would... If that, if that theory is true, that would make Vel'Koz kind of like a villain. Yeah. A very big
1: villain, I guess. You'll see from the rest of the story that it's highly likely. hmm Yeah. But what happened here anyway, the planet was created by the Celestials. Uh, we're paying close attention to its development. Uh, this is likely the time when Orn, Anevia, and Volibear, and the Seal Sister appeared on Runeterra. It is theorized that the Celestials put them there to terraform the planet. But the only thing we got confirmed this, according to his legend, Orn indeed actually shaped the mountains of Freljord. However, uh, the mysterious disaster of the world runes that created this world were lost. So all the big stones were lost and scattered across the same planet. Huh. Uh, this is likely the reason why Runeterra is a magical world full of spirits. Okay. It's because the world runes slowly radiated magic into the surrounding lands and, uh,
0: so I know mm-hmm. I know we've talked about this before so just to clarify Orn Volibear and the the Seal Sister
1: Orn wow. Volibear Anivia and the Seal Sister
0: they're all siblings they're all I,
1: siblings and they're sort of like the gods the demigods I, of the land Yeah
0: so I I do have one very specific question about Orn specifically Go for it Uh Or not about Orn but more specifically the Seal Sister Mm -hmm. who is the seal sister
1: so we actually do not know who the seal sister is but it is kind of theorized that it is nami Nami. one of the champions okay because they're all champions in league yeah that's what because in orange lore when he is building the hallowing abyss which i'll get into later yeah uh he asks uh, the seal sister. Well, when he not when he's building the Hollowing Abyss, when uh, he's building Hearth Home in his lore, mm-hmm. he asks the seal sister to uh, bring water from the oceans to cool his oh, home. Oh, and and so it's kind of theorized that Nami
0: and Nami is yeah. known as a tide caller. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. That does make sense in the. I guess I would make thematic sense in mm-hmm. the So if I may interject here, you mentioned yeah. before, obviously the
2: Watchers and Velcos. You didn't. You did not, though, point out that they're from something called the Void, which plays a I get big into the Void anymore.
0: later. Okay.
1: okay. The Void is unique. It's, its a thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. That that has piqued my interest a little bit. Yeah. No. Is... But
1: it is theor. It's theorized that Orn has shaped the mountains. Anevia has made the snow on the Frailliord. Uh, Volibear is kind of like the. Spiritual primal instinct, which is its own thing. Yeah. And then the seal sister, obviously, the oceans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Makes
1: sense. Which is pretty cool. So after all that terraforming, millennia passed and life started blooming on the Runeterra. Uh First, it was the yortles, uh, those animals in the Pasteria, who started appearing on the ocean floor, uh, but humans later joined them. Uh, When they started covering the surface, this was very important to the Celestials. As mortals began to emerge, the Celestials started fiddling with their lives. In fact, according to the Celestials, they had some kind of grand design for the mortals. Hmm. So, that's one thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the story specifically avoid telling us what design, but mm. at least we know that living beings had a purpose for the evolution of life wasn't an accident. Accidents yeah. to strengthen the relationship between the celestials and mortals. Okay. Over Terra. <clears throat> at first the Celestials did two things. They created star constellations. Uh, these are images that served as messages to guide the mortals to their intended purposes. So their way of uh communicating with them.
0: So, and so, it's kind of like how you would pray to a God, but you know it's more like it, the gods actually are responding with
1: constellations, I guess, yeah, so, let's see here the so the second thing that they did mm-hmm. which is really big, they created Mount Targon. What is Mount so, Targon? an interesting fact about mount targon it, that the mountain was literally ripped from the ground as if someone has pinched the earth pulled it up oh. that's why it's much steeper than the other mountains interesting so it's kind of like the spiritual mountain you could say yeah it's where big things happen
0: so it's a, it's kind of like um it's like a very important place of like prophecy i guess is a way to put it if so the way to describe it is be like um Naruto yeah. and Sasuke, they have, like, the, the final valley where they have to fight because that's, kind of, like, yes. the destination that where they're destined to fight at, basically. Yeah.
1: So, Mount Targon was a pretty successful invention. It served as, like, a beacon of godly light and magic that attracted beings from all over the world. More advanced mortals even formed their own civilizations around the peak, which gave them a deeper connection with the celestial realm. Mm-hmm. And after some time, a few of those trusted individuals were elevated by the Celestials, specifically by the Celestial aspects, creating the very first ascended beings. Uh, the Celestials weren't the only ones who strengthened their control over the life on Rutera. I just dropped uh, the pink thing. Nice. Sorry. Uh, the Watchers were doing the same thing. Okay. They were carefully poking holes into reality, gathering any information about uh, the reality. Uh, it what reality is, and more specifically, yeah. how they can get rid of it. So, so those holes are void rifts. Okay, which I'll get into. Uh, the Celestials noticed these holes in realities, and uh, which we know as void rifts, and they quickly moved to the next stage of controlling Runeterra. Now was about the time that Aurelian Soul flew by, and he noticed how much life on Runeterra blossomed. When he gets closer, he noticed that all the tiny mortals looked up at him, and they worshipped him. Now, this Aurelian didn't mind at all. Yeah. He often came back to visit Runeterra between his journeys into the dark. And at one point, the mortal community upon the mountain, Mount Targon, who were known as the Targonians, offered Aurelian soul a crown. Obviously, Aurelian... Of course he uh, appreciated the gesture of gratitude and he happily put it on. But as he did that he willingly chained himself to the planet.
0: So him putting it, on that crown was like a, yeah. kind of like a like a anchor system for him. Yeah, because uh,
1: the ground bound Aurelian to the will of the ascended Targonians. Ah, I see. So yeah. Aurelian soul was now enslaved. We don't really know if it was just the Targonians who did this on their own, or if it was a plan of the Celestial Beings to enslave when, our... Okay, when you when you say slave, what do you mean exactly? He's bound he... to the earth. Yeah. Therefore, he's kind of stuck there, mm-hmm. and he's with those people. Okay, so he doesn't have to do what
0: they say, but well, he's just stuck with them, I guess.
1: We don't know if the Targonians did it on their own. Or if it was a plan of the celestial beings to enslave Aurelian Soul. Mm-hmm. But either way, the reason why Aurelian Soul was enslaved was because he was powerful okay, enough to I, seal I, the I void, Rift. But we did just... So he was an effective weapon against the watchers, pretty much. Keep in mind, mortals had no clue about voids right now. They didn't know about the rifts, the voids, the watchers, nothing. Only the celestial beings. Okay.
0: Sorry to interrupt your regularly scheduled program, but this episode of the Game Chat Podcast is sponsored by Gamer Juice. Now, if you're like us and you game a lot in your day-to-day life, well, Gamer Juice helps you increase how good you are at the games you play. All you have to do is drink a little bit of the game flavor juice based on what game you're playing and watch as you go from feeding your enemy top laner in League to being the most fed laner in your game. Gamma Juice comes in a wide variety of flavors, like Fortnite flavor, Valant flavor, and my personal favorite, League of Legends flavor. So buy now using the code GAMECHAT for 20% off of your first purchase. Now back to your regular scheduled program.
1: All right. Aurelian Soul had a massive ego, and he couldn't care less about the lives of the mortals, so that's kind of why he had to be forced to properly help the reality at this point. The Watchers were at their limits, and they wanted to learn more about Runeterra, but they were massive, and the rifts were tiny. Uh, the Watchers simply couldn't fit through it. But it did didn't take them long to figure out that all they needed to do was reach uh, a mortal bean and control it. If they corrupted something and sent it out, they could use it to as a spy. So the way the Watchers gathered more information more effectively was by sending out horribly morphed beans to devour other beans and gather their information. The reason why the information is so important to the Watchers is because they could easily use it as a weapon against Runeterra. The more they learned about how living beings are constructed and what living beings are the, uh, are the strongest, the more powerful uh, void-born creatures they can create and release through the rifts.
0: I, okay, so I, I do have a question then. Go for it. So you did mention, and I feel like you're going to get into this probably a little bit, but you mentioned how Aurelian Sol got into the to rune Terra. How did a watcher like Vel'Koz get into
1: rune Terra if that's the case? Because... So, the only way they can enter reality is through a void rift. Yeah. And they're too big to fit through the void rift.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Aurelian soul was already within the reality. So that's how he got in. I would like to point out real quick.
2: If that answers your question. Vel'Koz is not a... Watcher. He is a Voidling created by the Watchers to collect oh, information.
0: Okay.
1: Same thing. Watcher, yeah. Watcher. So, he's, and he's a tool. Pretty um, much, he's, he's a Voidborn. So I,
0: I'm kind of like, I'm thinking like right now. Um, I, I, I was like thinking for a minute, and I remember how the Rift Rift Herald is. Uh, he has like an eye in his back. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Velkaz Is is uh a rift Are the rift herald a void
1: monster as well. Rift herald and baron are actually void born. Okay.
0: I kind of I was like I was like sitting here and you described that and I was like I pieced like those two bits together. I was like, Yeah, huh, interesting. Okay. Yep. That seems like a thing i should mention. They're all look at that, we're through. learning on the podcast. Whoa. Imagine last time we talked about rising of the shield here, now we're learning.
1: apparently. Such
0: a such a dramatic drift.
1: Uh. (laughs) Alright, so the Watchers realized that deconstructing and recreating beings is not the only way to win this war uh, between them and the Celestials, but in the Freljord, they were playing a different game. They managed to slowly corrupt the mind of an individual that almost doomed the entire planet. Of course, we're talking about Lysandra, who's a champion. Lysandra was one of the three sisters that ruled the Freljord. The second most powerful region at the time, right after uh, Targon, Mount Targon, uh, the three sisters were Lysandra, Cyrilda, and Avarosa, and all of them were uh, drawn to celestial magic. Uh, Cyrilda wanted to command the celestial heavens, but for her arrogance, she lost her voice, to refer as Twilight. Uh, Avarosa witnessed the twisting dark overlooking the world, and she was deafened by its complete emptiness. And Lysandra disrespected the wild, magic of Runeterra. And as her punishment, she was blinded by Volibear. The Volibear. Together, one was blind, one was deafened, one was mute. The three sisters ruled the Freljord. Since she was blind, Lysandra had to rely on her hearing. She, and, uh, she d- d- deviled into dreams. This meant that over time, she was hearing so good, she could hear what others could not. Voices that echoed through the fabric of reality. Unfortunately, what she didn't know is that the Watchers who slowly corrupted her. Uh, years passed, and Lysandra now fully trusted the Watchers, which was very unfortunate. So uh, she
0: became like a follower of the he, Watchers. I she, guess. she got corrupted. Yes. Okay, and uh, I I also just kind of like to mention the uh, see no evil, hear no
1: evil, and speak no evil. Exactly. I, I, got, uh, I caught on to that. I but like, she oh, did, cool. didn't dare tell her sisters about them. In secret, Lysandra even struck a deal with the Watchers. The Watchers would give uh, her people near immortality. This power of immortality is what created the Iceborn, who are basically Pharae touched by the power of the Void, and in return, all of the Watchers wanted was a safe place to rest when they visit their world. To Lysandra, this was an offer she couldn't decline, so she accepted the terms on her sister's behalf. More years later, when the Freljord was ready for it, the Watchers, without warning, they started emerging from the Abyss, revealing Lysandra's hidden allegiance. Unfortunately, their hobo-twisted forms were not what Lysandra expected, and she didn't realize the grave mistake she had made.
0: So, okay, you mentioned that the Watchers, they can't they can't enter Runeterra.
1: No, so, so pretty much the void-born creatures that they created. So at this point... Uh... She invited world the end of the world,
0: so like rift heralds things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: So at that point, Lysandra had two options: uh, let the world be consumed, or sacrifice everything she had ever had. And so, using her iceborn power, Lysandra uh, managed to freeze everything and everyone who was present, killing Serelda and Averosa in the process. This is how a couple of Watchers got frozen in the Hollowing Abyss. Uh, which is mm. the aram kind of mode in league
0: yeah so I'm gonna just go and explain aram so aram is basically where you get random champions it's one lane you basically it's the same thing as regular league just with one lane you push that uh it's just a giant team fight between yeah um yeah it's, it's basically, basically just a five, five it's a giant 5v5 five. Five. you gotta get through the turret it's just a game of league with one lane essentially yeah. random, though yeah. with, with I, random I, champions so I a little I'll bit of
1: lore behind the Halloween abyss Um, Orn actually created the Hallowing Abyss. He used his spade to dig the trench, which the Watchers were indefinitely caught in, and then Lysandra frozen them. But then he created the bridge out out of uh, I believe Blackstone. Uh, He's not a real friendly guy, so he did it for this uh, metal, his star metal, which they called it, which he made his hammer with. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Lysandra eventually used magic to seal it, which made the bridge brittle. So it's not going to hold up for a while. So that yeah. might come into play in future events. I just wanted to get that out of the way.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Thank you for the yeah. thank you for the orn lore. Yeah. Mister lore Lorekeeper. Yeah. Mister Lorekeeper. This man really likes orn. If you can't tell. Yeah. 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 He's a big orn man. So
1: while the rest escaped uh, after this defeat, the Watchers retreated, but not without new information. Many decades later. On their side of the world war against the void took another turn of events uh mm. targon had aurelian soul under the, their control so they dealt with uh the easily acceptable uh void rifts sometimes they had to deal with smaller terrors in reality uh that couldn't be accessed by massive celestial dragons uh that's why the celestials had to nudge mortals to start the new empire this time more to the east under the guidance of the celestials the new uh, shariman empire began constructing uh, a massive disc uh in near Mazeth which is hard to pronounce uh, yeah. using they did their disc they attempted to channel celestial powers into their chosen soldiers which is kind of like the ascendant yeah but the experiments failed and the disc was destroyed later they made another attempt at this more uh Easier this time, they constructed a much bigger sun disk uh, that would create super soldiers capable of fighting back the Void. Now, if I'm
2: correct, this is inspired by or heavily resembles
1: Egyptian mythology, correct? Yes. That, because this is I mean, uh, Sharima. Sharima yeah. is like the desert place.
0: Also, yes. like 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 what I said, uh, there are so there there are literally Renekton, who is very much based off of uh, the crocodile Egyptian god, I can't remember his name. I think his name is actually Renekton in e- Egyptian uh mythology. But there is also Gnosis, which is uh these these two gods they fight. Gnosis is very much heavily based off of Anubis. Yeah. Um which so basically it's uh Gnosis versus Renekton. They uh they're fighting each other, I believe. that's only from what I picked up from voice uh, lines. I believe Azir is based off of Horus, correct? Yeah.
1: Azir is based off I get into that too. Yeah, right, I I do um, have I do have do, one question. To Go correct for
2: about it. Renekton real quick. Sebek is the
1: god, I believe.
2: Is
0: it is it yeah. Sebek? Yeah, that I, makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah. Alright, what's your question, Brian?
0: Uh so my question is um I, I know there's this one champion uh Zillion or mm-hmm. Z- is I don't really know Zillion. How to say it, Zillion. So he's like a time man. Yes. Like, he's all based time and I'm just kind of curious how does he fit in I guess and lore.
1: So his lore is unique um I'm not I don't remember completely when it starts but he is a mage from the Blessed Isles who dabbled into time. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And his whole thing is that he figured out time and how to control it, but he got a group of people together and kind of froze them all in time. So now he's just the chrono keeper trying to figure out how to uh, get those people out of time. There's not that much lore on him, actually.
0: Is there really not? That's kind no. of No. Some
1: champions have wiki pages full, and some champions just have a sentence or two. And then you have Shaco. And then you have Shaco, who really doesn't have lore he is he's a Jewish. joke among league of legends he's essentially oh, his lore isn't is, he is he, a isn't crazy clown yeah I was about he's to say, isn't he like the clown clone. yeah he has no
2: lore development past that
1: yep
0: i don't know when you think about it though i mean which I is why
1: it's really easy to start into the league lore because there's I, really no place i'm, I'm kind
0: of i'm kind of it's just this is from what i my assumption is as uh vi and uh jan or Jinx. Jax? Jinx, yeah. So I was trying to say. I don't know why I said Jax. Um has like I would, I would assume Jinx has very little lore when it comes to She did, but with the introduction of
1: Arcane, she got a lot more lore. So when Arcane released, her uh lore page increased. Really? Because we got her it. backstory. Because keep in mind uh, during Arcane in the final scene where she shoots uh, her uh, giant rocket into the to the council uh, to the council, to to the council, council members, members there's actually a cinematic from like seven, eight years ago maybe. hmm Of that. Yeah. But it's her cinematic, Get Jinxed or whatever. Yeah, so jinxes of the original lore is essentially she was a
2: crazy girl with a gun and her sister a spy. That was it.
1: Yeah. And now okay. there's all that from Arcane.
0: And yeah, now now she has all these connections with like characters like Jace, another League of Legends character, Victor on an, an, yeah. uh, again another League of Legends character, and Echo. Echo. We can dabble Vi into that later cuz there's a lot yeah. of lore with that. There's a lot of yeah. lore
2: in Arcane. That also like there's, the fact there's, that there's we talked and, about videos earlier. League of Legends, Riot Games, the developers of it, actually have created several music videos as
0: well. Like they don't dabble mm-hmm. just in games. They they do a lot yeah. They have their own um, also, group. In, in case yes, as well as do. you don't know, uh, the creators of League of Legends, Riot Games, they also made Valorant and things like that as well. So if you don't know League of Legends, you probably know Valorant, which mm-hmm. is probably one of their more more popular games since it came out. Uh, I mean, League's definitely one of them as well. It's very much League and Valorant are their most popular games. But if you don't know League, you most likely know Valorant though.
1: Yeah. So uh, back to these. Uh the Shuriman Ascended. So many of uh, the Ascended have different names, like the God Warriors, Golden Warriors, Sunborn, but we know them as the Shuriman Ascended. Here we need to mention three very important individuals play a big role in this war. Azir became the greatest leader of the Shuriman Empire and the grand leader of the Ascended. He was loved pretty much by everyone, but keep in mind that he was still a human and he became Ascended much later. Nassus became the wisest of the Ascended. His knowledge of war tactics would become irreplaceable, and the third important character is Sadiq. She became the world commander of the Ascended uh, host, and uh, she was the deadliest of them all. She's actually not a champion in League.
0: So Nassus is kind of like the Athena of this world. Pretty much. It's still a god of war, but mainly
1: known better for their war. He's, he's the wisest of the ascended. So, yeah, he's He's like not Athena. really a god, he's just ascended. Mm-hmm. As the empire was growing and the number of their god warriors was expanding, other nations became suppressed, and some even feared the unstoppable army of Shirima. One such nation was the kingdom of Akathia. Their leader was the infamous mage king. Uh, he had enough of cowering before their might, so he went to war against Azir. Now, the Mage King knew his small kingdom of mages would not stand a chance against the Ascended. So he called upon the great power of the Sun Disc, which uh, could offer uh, the Void pretty much during the battle. So the Akathia used the Void. Uh, so they spawned a massive Void Rift that consumed the kingdom. Mmm. And that's when I mentioned the big void riff in Sharima. Yeah. So, uh, after hundreds of years of observing, the Watchers had another chance to uh, pretty much uh, slide back into reality using their previously gathered knowledge. The Watchers corrupted everything they touched and created a new void born abomination. The world had never seen this... Uh, was a war on scale nobody exper- expected, but after many sacrifices, including... Uh, uh, Sadiq, who died while being mm-hmm. torn apart by these abominations. Uh, the Ascended won, uh, but a great cost. Not only was the Rift so big that today, not even today, it is still not fully sealed, but most of those who survived were permanently marked by the Void. Before oh. the battle, the Watchers have never seen a God Warrior before, so they never seen Ascended, uh, Shuman okay. Ascended. Before, they weren't able to fully corrupt anyone. Uh, But their mark was enough to have leave a tiny whispering voice in everyone's mind. Thankfully, even though uh, there were Commander uh, Sadiq was uh, dead and Azir and Asus remained untouched by the Void, they all kept the Void-touch warriors under control. Uh, It didn't stay that way forever, though. Xerath was... Okay, go for it.
0: Yeah, sorry to interrupt again. I just have one other question. Go for It. it. So in League there are three champions uh, known as Chogath, Kha'zix, and Rek'Sai, I believe. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of bugs. Are they they are kind of, are, are they void creatures? The so creatures the
1: Rek'Sai yeah. is a void creature. Mhm. Uh what was the other one you said? Kha'zix,
0: actually- Kha'zix and uh and Chogath. There is actually a lot of void related characters. Yeah,
1: Chogath is a void uh being. And Kazik, I believe, is too.
2: Kazik is? I, I'm, I'm going yeah. to double check it out. I know Kogma actually is as well. Yeah, Kog'Maw is a Void bean. Yep. So, Champions of the Void, you've got Kogma, Kaziks, Cho'Gath, as mentioned. Yep. Rek'Sai. Um, Rek'Sai and Velkaz. But then there are three humans who were affected by the Void, who are Kaisa, Kassadin, and Malzahar.
0: Yes. Okay, so... Uh, I'm trying to remember what I was gonna say, but how long do void creatures live for? I guess like do Until they, they even? Die. So okay, so they they, they don't really they have like a like natural this. lifespan. They just kind of yeah. yeah. So Kha'zix, Chogath, and Rexxar because keep in mind centuries. this
1: is before Demacia.
0: Okay, so th- so, so this they're... is
1: before Garen and Lux and all that. So
0: this is so this is very much uh so this is basically very much. Like, Kazakhs could have been around for, like, centuries. Same with like, the rest of those three yes. could have been around for basically centuries. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, back into it. Zareth is actually uh, Azir's slave, who was also his best friend and guide. Uh, and he saw him as a naive emperor. Everyone saw Azir as a kind-hearted leader, uh, but there were still countless slaves dying under his rule. Now, secretly, Azir uh, was planning to free all the slaves on the day of his ascension with the Sun Disc. It was meant to be a big surprise to everyone, including Zareth. But when that day arrived, Zareth became jealous of the power Azir would get, so Zareth pushed over Azir from his ascension sunlight, and he drained all the power of the Sun Disc into himself. And this led to Azir's death and deconstruction of the capital city. But what is worse is also left all the Void-touched Ascended without a leader to keep them under control, so all of everybody who was marked. The only one who could do something about this was Nasus. He was wise, but more importantly, he was not stagged by the Void. However, keeping so many corrupted Ascended in line was an impossible task, even for himself. And eventually, it was so dangerous Nasus had to go into hiding. This meant that the Ascended Warriors, now without a leader, On purpose, and with tingling void whispers in their mind, went absolutely insane. Instead of being seen as godly beings, the Ascended slowly turned into brutal warlords. They fought each other, sometimes to gain more power, sometimes to settle their differences. Eventually, they figured out how to control the whispers in their mind, and they created a new age of magic, blood magic, which they used to reshape and improve their bodies. Soon, the Ascended warriors were known as the Darkened. And this era would become known as the Greatest Darkened War. During these times, the entire world was in conflict as the Darken conquered as much of land for themselves as they could. While well, all was happening in the Celestials watching it. Uh, the Celestials watched as their weapons were supposed to fight back. The Void were now fighting each other and they were more dangerous uh, to the mortals than the Watchers themselves. So, so the Celestials had to remove them, and the simplest yeah, way to do so, that was to so send
0: creatures. So the Void creatures started to attack themselves?
1: Yes, so pretty much the Void uh, marked those people, and once Azir died, everything went to crap. Nasus had to go into hiding because it was so dangerous. The people mm. marked, who were ascended beings, turned into the Darken. So, okay. Aatrox, Brutal Warlords. So, I, I have I have
0: a question. I mean, I know you're, you're mentioning Nasus. And I know Renekton has, like, a thing with Nasus where he wants to fight and kill him. Mm-hmm. Where does that fit in with Nasus, I guess, during this That time is frame?
1: before all of this.
0: That is before? Okay. Yes. So, what happened between Nasus and Renekton, if you don't
1: mind me asking? So, Nasus and Renekton are kind of like brothers, overall makes
0: sense. make kind of make sense
1: and how do I put this um they pretty much had a duel yeah uh how do I explain this so it was debuted in uh wild rift the online game uh so it's kind of like an event for wild rift but pretty much, they had a duel about who is uh, ascended and all that. Yeah, and uh, Nastas pretty much won. Okay, I see. They kind of coexist with each other, kind okay. of. Okay,
0: so it's
1: I'm so not too deep kinda... in their lore, so yeah.
0: I was just I was just kind of curious because I know you mentioned uh, you mentioned Nussis and I didn't really hear much about Renekton, so I was kind of curious where everything with Renekton and Nassis like kind of happened.
1: Yeah, and there's actually an in-game event. Uh, for the duel, if Nasus wins, he gets AoE damage on his Q, and if Renekton wins, he gets Ultimate Fury during his ult. I see. Okay. So it's kind of like an in-game thing. Alright. Um. So the Darken were now more dangerous to the, the mortals than the Watchers themselves. So the Celestials had to remove them, in the simplest way to do so was to send the Aspect of Twilight to Shirima. Do you know who the aspect of Twilight is? I do not. Nathan, do you know who the aspect of Twilight is?
2: You know, I'd like to say
1: yes, but... Take a guess. I'll give you a hint. She has two different color eyes. Oh, I forgot. Zoe. Yes. So, Zoe, who is a champion, is the aspect of Twilight. So, she is powerful enough to defeat the Dark End.
2: It's something Mm. you must take into effect when you think of Zoe, though. She is literally a child. She has with celestial twilight with, power. She was cho- she was chosen, I believe, to be this because yeah. of the way she. Was. So
1: she would end up teaching mortals how to seal the darkened inside their weapons. It took a couple years, but in the end, surviving the Shuriman, the surviving shiremans together with the targonians, uh, aspects sealed away the remaining uh, darkened, and finally, the world saw peace again. For a while, anyway. Ugh. Any questions from this point out? Um, okay. Because we're almost done.
0: Yeah, we are. Uh, we are all, yeah, I was about to say, we are getting close to our time here. Oh,
1: we we're going to go a little bit over.
0: Yeah, we're yeah, going to go yeah, a little over hard talking hard. about this, but, you know.
2: I'm just letting I, you think know so. I think it's one more just fair to point out again that if you're ever interested in any of this, just visit Riot Games, anything like that. They've got... Yep.
0: Plenty Wikipedia, of Wikipedia fandom, uh, Wikipedia is on it. The you can also is if you if you game. Well. If you're also like me, if you you know you're getting into the game and you don't know much about lore, but you you think you want to get into it, you could always start off. If you have Netflix, you can always start off with Arcane, which a is show. a very yeah, it's a great show. So and you know it's a very, I it's a pretty small bit of lore, but like Austin said, that whole lore changed uh jinx and vi's uh kind of stories i think Mm -hmm. same with jace there's also victor singe are all in there so really you you don't need
1: to know anything you won't really get to see you really don't yeah you really don't because lore is totally unrelated from the game
0: yeah yeah exactly so if you're like i said
1: i don't think i'll look into lore personally
0: the only thing you're going to
1: be missing is if they do like referencing a champion here and there like very vaguely. even then it's
2: just yeah when they even then, the it's hard. Or show them it's like for people who do know the lore it's like oh that's so cool it's, it's yeah like, so
1: it's opening nice of different. arcane they showed rise who teleported jason his mother to piltover mm-hmm. um which they I didn't... did not tell him it, it was right they didn't tell yeah, anybody but... it was rise but you didn't need to know that because it was so irrelevant yeah i, I who didn't play league would know
0: I didn't pick up uh, when I first watched Arcane. I didn't pick up on that that little bit of information because I never seen Rise before that moment. And then I played Rise, and I was like uh, once, and I was like, "Huh, he's got like a teleport ability. That's kind of cool." And then I was like, "Huh, it's kind of it's kind of looks like the guy from Arcane, like the guy who saves Jason his mother." And I was like, "Oh, that is, yep. you know, that is him." That's him saving. It,
2: it's them always in the nice winter. when you put two and two together.
1: Yeah. He is actually part of the uh, a group of mages to collect the world runes that I mentioned. I So their thing. power doesn't go into the wrong hands.
0: I also okay, another thing I didn't also notice right away, it was uh Victor. Victor being Victor the Machine Herald as well. So I was like I was like, Victor, that sounds like too specific of a name to it not be in league and I was like, I didn't know how it was spelled at first, but I was like, oh, that's cool. That's that him. Yeah, that's him. But yeah, I, I I like when, you know, you can piece kind of things on your own, like figuring mm-hmm. it out. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah. So if we look back on what just happened, uh, the entire Shuriman experiment was a massive loss for the Celestials. They wanted to have an army to fight the Void, but instead ended up with the biggest Void Rift that they've ever seen. The Celestials needed an entirely new plan before they could figure uh, something out. Mortals took their fate into their own hands, possibly in the worst way imaginable. You see, now that the Darken were gone and the world was left in utter ruins, even the simplest man could become king by simply scavenging whatever he could, and that's exactly what came the next stage of man. Mm -hmm. The first step... Uh, to step up was Mordekaiser. He was a brutal warlord king who easily swept aclo- across Valoran and conquered the entire continent. Only when the rest of the world united against him was his dark uh, region ended. Uh, fast forward a couple years, uh, the world was simply at war again, but this war was unlike any other. So remember when the Celestials lost the worldruns at the beginning of the story?
0: Yeah, I do remember that.
1: Well, mortals began uncovering them—random uh, uh, mages around the world, uh, headstones with the power to create worlds—was pretty much the equivalent to holding it nukes. Uh, this oh. sounds scary, but everything is fine uh, as long as people were just threatening to fire nukes.
0: Oh, okay, so it's like it's yeah. like it's like the world now,
1: you know? Yeah, but once the first nuke was fired, the second one followed. And then the third Uh, and the fourth. While the Celestials were trying to come up with a new plan, mortals literally set the world on fire. Yeah, this conflict became known as the Rune Wars.
0: Is okay. I I want to interject something. Is is this kind of what Heimerdinger was talking about? Kind Uh, of. You know, like these these this. I know he mentioned like this this great
2: war. For those of you who don't know, Heimerdinger is a Yordle scientist. He's a scientist, and he is a leader, and he plays a very important role in the show
1: Arcane. Yeah. Yep. So he is more worried. Yeah he he is over three hundred plus years old. Yeah. Like yeah. They so live the, for again, five hundred years. Do Not die of age.
0: Yeah. They do not so die of age. I thought they
1: did. No, no they do not.
0: They, they die of death. That, that's actually a theme. So they're like void creatures. They don't have like a, a life. Expectancy. Not
2: necessarily. That's that's a theme that plays in Arcane though. Is that yes. Um Heimerdinger doesn't feel that they need to make progression fast because he doesn't have that perspective. Yeah, of, he doesn't you know, have that time frame.
0: Age. So, he doesn't, yeah.
1: Yeah, so a little uh, backstory on the Rune Wars. Uh, Rise was alive during that time, and that was before his group of mages uh, banded together to collect the world runes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because he is very powerful. I'd say he's one of the most powerful in the, the whole they, League War. He
2: had a cinematic for him very early on. I believe he almost was corrupted by the
1: runes. Uh, yeah, he was almost corrupted, but he was powerful enough to uh, seal it away. Mm. So he, that war led him to collect the runes, the world runes, and yeah, he is cool. sealing them away. So back at it. Celestials managed to calm down some of the conflict. Usually this was done by the help of the Targonian Aspects or with the help of Bard. Bard is one of the champions I play, but Bard is a Celestial who specifically comes down on Ruterra to take powerful magic items away from the mortals. Hold on a second. The funny thing about Bard, though,
2: just
0: to interject. Yeah.
2: Well, so we'll Austin
0: have... sells what's happening at his home. True. Uh,
2: yeah. Um... So there are different aspects who have come down, like Soraka, she created herself a body, but she is too strong for that physical body. So in the game, whenever she heals someone because she's a support character, she takes damage. Yeah. Which reflects the fact that her body is being destroyed every time she uses Alright, I'm party. good. Okay. All right, the, the, funny thing about, the funny thing about Bard, though, is, compared to Soraka, Soraka made herself a physical body. Bard... No, he just he took items, random items from a merchant and made himself a makeshift body. Yes.
1: Uh
0: so also,
1: are we to start again. Do you
0: do you do you want to finish this up and we can wrap up this yeah, I'm Game done. Chat podcast? i I'm about about to say we're we cl- we we've, we've gone over but I think uh, I think am going to let you finish up here. Let the... me just go on the little tangent yeah. and we'll be good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's let's get let's so finish so you this pause it or No, no, no. You're you're fine. Oh, you're just going to cut it. Okay. No, no, no. I I I put in some information information. i guess i'm gonna have to cut out that that here Bit back
1: where we're at so bard is a celestial who specifically comes down on runeterra to take powerful magic items away from mortals so they wouldn't use them in another war like last time uh the last time we saw bard was during the battle for bard mountain in ionia where he took away the magical egg later celestials even tried to create more constellations to show people more messages but at this point, mortal minds were too primitive, and they usually thought it was signs of doom. Oh. Uh, sometimes mortals helped uh, on the Blessed Isles. Uh, there was a cult of mages dedicated to collecting the world runes, so rise in them. And they hid them away from other mortals, uh, but even that didn't help in the end. During this area, the most powerful nations were wiped out. In the east, only Noxus remained, and after they wiped out their neighbors there is actually a crater uh, where uh, another nation was supposed to be. Uh, and in the West, Damasia was built purely anti-magic nation. We know that there are a couple of nations between them, for example, Arbor Mar kingdom, but we don't know much else uh, where the modern lore of league of legends begins. Yeah. So if we have a look at the world right now, the watchers are constantly looking for a way to invade Runeterra because they're annoyed of his existence yeah the north is hiding a massive void rift frozen beneath uh the holding the howling abyss mm-hmm. uh the south has a massive void rift still open uh they're not big enough to fit water it's not big enough to fit water through but big enough to spawn a void army yeah um the western and eastern Valern is at war uh with the entire Shrooman, uh Shrewman mm-hmm. continent uh the sherman continent is also mostly at ruins and the Blessed Isles blew up. <laughs> um, uh, Ionia is somewhat recently holding it together, but Noxus had to screw them up too. Uh, remember when I mentioned that the Celestials had uh, mortals uh, as a part of a bigger design? Yeah. Again, Celestials likely created mortal beings to use them as soldiers in the Galactic War. Okay. Well, whatever purpose uh, mortals were supposed to have is far beyond the Celestials' control now. Uh, now you may be wondering what happens uh, next. Well, the main story can go a number of ways. We can learn more about the world runes, though. The Vault and Demacia, or maybe the Watchers will try to get through the Rift in the north, or the Darken will try to make a comeback, and the Celestials will have to deal with them again. Uh, Riot created a playground where they could do a lot of different things, but just remember, it really doesn't matter where you begin to read. Every champion in every story makes sense on its own, so you really can't get lost. And that is where uh, I end.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, Austin, for sharing your, your vast amount of knowledge of League of Legends. Honestly, it's ridiculous. I think <laughs> you need to go outside and touch some grass. Uh, but, yeah, you I know... Got to go
2: outside. And thankfully, we have plans later to get this man outside touch some grass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, League yeah. Outside. Sadly, this, sadly this is... he will be buying a book with even more lore for League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, so he's,
0: he's gonna. So in, in return of sending him outside, he's going to be shut in more in his lifetime. But... uh That will do it for the Game Chat podcast today. This is all with the time we have for today. So thank you all for tuning in and listening. You sure we don't have another
1: hour? I got more. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: get out of here. No, you're
1: you're going outside. Uh, All
0: right, you're going outside. uh,
1: Okay. Thanks, Uh. thanks
0: again, everyone, for coming out and listening to us. And we'll see you next time on the Game Chat podcast. See you next time. Goodbye. Yep. See you next time.